I thank God for this wonderful opportunity to be here this morning. A special thanks to Reverend Jessica and her team for inviting me to share my story. And thanks to each one of you for being here this morning. Uh, thanks to all those who are listening online as well. This is the Lent season, and I welcome you to that mood. This is the season of the shadow of the cross. And this morning, I want to begin by saying that there is a cross in every heart. There is some pain, there is some complaint, there is some suffering that we all have, uh, whether highlighted or unhighlighted. So I want to bring to you within that uh, feeling, within that mood, what the cross of Christ means to me. Uh, and I'm talking as a Hindu convert who did not know the Lord for more than half of the life that has gone behind and then. What does it mean to me as an outsider? And what do I find there? So uh, th this is an experience. This is more uh, not a sermon in itself, but there will be some message in it. That's the way it's going to be. So just relax. It's not going to be troublesome. क्योंकि क्रूस की कथा नाश होने वालों के लिए मूर्खता है परंतु हम उद्धार पाने वालों के लिए परमेश्वर की सामर्थ है डज दैट मेक एनी सेंस फॉर द मैसेज अबाउट द क्रॉस इज पुलिशनेस फॉर दोज पेरिशिंग बट टू अस वर बींग सेव्ड इट इज द पावर ऑफ गॉड हाल लोहिया दैट्स द थिंग दैट्स वॉट इट इज वेन यू डू नॉट अंडरस्टैंड ए लैंग्वेज इट कुड नॉट मीन एनी cross could not mean anything to me if i did not understand if i did not know what it is so let me begin um, by telling you that there is a lot of shared so many meanings and we all have our own interpretation and internet will be full of in all those things all those meanings but what is the personal experience that defines cross that's where this morning i want you to Uh, be with me few things basically just five things to be able to keep in at the fingers so we know uh, for me entire gospel entire christian theology everything even including the response to great hindu philosophies is all in here which i'll tell you in a moment in fingertips number one cross is that something comfortable no it's curse it's a condemnation it's scary it's painful it represents whole lot of negative things i grew up worshiping idols before i met jesus i was increasingly practicing palm reading forehead reading astrology and all those stuff you could call witchcraft 
I was seeking magical power. I'll tell you why I was doing that. I was seeking magical power to be able to exploit and harm. That was what I was doing. So, my life was cursed with witchcraft. What does the Bible say about these things? The Bible gives three causes for a cursed life. And this is how the Bible comes to close to me, close to my heart. Initially, I started learning the Bible for numerological purposes, starting with Revelation 13, 18, where you have the number of the beast, and that's all the Bible was for you to have some number game played and tell the fortune of the people. That's what I was trying to be. But here comes the real stuff. Deuteronomy 18, 10 to 11, it says, evil practices, which includes witchcraft, bring curse in one's life. Hanging on a tree, Deuteronomy 21, 22, 23, the word of God says, the someone who is hanging on a tree. Now, what can we interpret out of it? In my context, it simply meant animism, which I was very much part of it. And then, Deuteronomy 28, verse 15, again, disobedience to the word of God brings curse. When I look at all these things, the first one, primarily, it was very crystal clear in my life that my life was cursed, and it had, it had its consequences of what I was becoming. And that will come out in the story there. My life had almost got stuck with this, so I had lost the hope of life, the joy of life, and I was stuck with fear of death because of all these visits to the graveyards. Not like this, not like the great, beautiful uh, graveyard of the Wilmore Cemetery here, no. Uh, in India, things are different, and many of you know it. I was practicing those things there. That was dangerous. There is no solution in my religion. There's a lot of evil thoughts, haunting, dreams, visions that could disrupt you, and you have no way to come out of it. So there was this, and there was no answer. So what happened? I look back to the Bible, and there is remedy for the curse. Remember, my religion does not have. I have tried. I have searched. And I look in the Bible, and I read in Galatians 3.13, that Christ redeemed us from the curse. He's the one who is fulfilling the Old Testament, and in my case, Hindu situation, and then here we are, a representative who takes care of it. And my life gets a new meaning. And then in 1 Corinthians, uh, Colossians chapter 1, first chapter, that initial portion where Paul talks about how the Lord has rescued us from the power of darkness and brought into his family, in his kingdom. That verse, 13, 14. Again, very powerful. And then, being the new creation thing. That's amazing. So there is the cross which symbolizes curse, condemnation, but here we are in Christ, no condemnation. That's the, that's the whole different ideology, that's the whole different philosophy, whole different theology, which I didn't find earlier. And that's amazing. That's the first thing that the cross does in my life. It takes away my curse and turns into a blessing. Blessing of a life that is 
Amazing. It's no condemnation there. The condemnation is now translated into commendation. The, the fear of death that hindered my growth, my contribution to society, limited it to myself, is now translated into the joy of an everlasting life. And how that happened is another story which will come very quickly. At the shadow of the cross, so this is what I say, that not only my past is dealt, but also my future is secure. My experience of coming to Jesus happened in a context of fear of death. Fear of death. That's the biggest fear one can have. So here, from the symbol of curse to the symbol of condemnation, cross takes care of that. Now, the second thing, I come from northern India, I come from Chhattisgarh, which was part of another state called Madhya Pradesh earlier, and that's the place where officially the anti-conversion bill was brought. So no Christian could preach. And that thing has intensified so much now, and you are aware you're reading in the news, you're reading my Facebook, uh, how I'm updating what's going on right now, the anti-conversion movement, the, uh, bringing back the people. And it's interesting that I'm on this side of the world now, and I'm also on the other side of the thing. Uh, it's important that I reflect on who I was. In a way, I was almost there with Paul when he was going to Damascus. So I, I belong to this group that's involved in persecution. I belong to this group which is now ruling an anti-conversion, anti-Christian. That's the party I was part of. But then, when I met Jesus, uh, when things changed, something happened again. So the cross becomes another, it, it shows another shade of it, the rejection aspect. So the very family where I got the Bible, they don't want me to stay with them. No, 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 you can't be here. You have to leave. How can you be a Christian at this time? <laughs> because the government is against you. You yourself are on the other side and you become this. So my friends hate me for becoming Christian because I will not bow down to the idols anymore. So sometime I had to run for my life. Rejection from family, friends, and the only local church that was there those days doesn't have space for me. They won't accept me as member because they doubted, you know. What could this guy do kind of thing? Well, they were scared. So the rejection, that experience was real. Not even baptism. Nothing was given. No support. So you make your way by yourself because people won't trust you for what you have been. But, I, I like these words from Thomas Merton, he says, To know the cross is not merely to know our own suffering, for the cross is the sign of salvation. And no man or person is saved by his own suffering. To know the cross is to know that we are saved by the sufferings of Christ. And more. It is to know the love of Christ who underwent the suffering and death to save us. That's the thing. So it was not my suffering that 
the, my rejection that I was going through at that time. What cross meant to me was that someone has already gone through these. You're not alone. It's not unique story. There is someone who has taken care of it, taken care of it. So the Bible says this. Christ redeemed us. He, he, he became the hatred. You see, he's representing in Isaiah 53. What do we read? He was despised. He was forsaken. And that's how I find comfort in the shadow of the cross. Because he has gone through that and I'm not alone. He was despised and rejected. And then he also says, Jesus says this, that you will be hated because of me. And that was true. That was very true. We are rec Another important thing there, in 1 Peter, in 1 Peter chapter 2, 9 and 10, you read that I was not a people before. You were not a people before, but now you have become the people. You are a chosen people, royal generation, that was not before. But now, that thing has happened. And that happens at the shadow of the cross. So what happens here is that once my family leaves, there's consequences. If I had to go out of my family, I lose my title, I lose my name, I lose my parents, my relatives, my property, the portion of the house that could belong to me, anything that I could own because the family rejects me, it's all gone. So you become homeless, you become addressless, and you're on your own, and then there are people against you, and that is the cross. That is the cross. And in this season, when, when you reclaim that, you, you can feel like, oh, I have gone through all these things, but no, look at the cross. He had to do all these things? No, but he did. And because of that, my experience brings me comfort that I'm not alone, but be, because of this rejection, which is a small family in a small place, I'm now part of the larger body of Christ, the worldwide church. And this would have not happened if I, if I was still there. So there is the other side of the cross. So from rejection to acceptance in the family of God. That's wonderful. Thirdly, the cross also appears to be a huge obstacle, huge obstacle for growth, for faith, and Christian life. When I became a Yeshu Bhakta, a, a devotee of Jesus, and started exploring my life under his guidance, one of the Christian friends near my area, he said this, well, I've been a Christian all my life. Nothing has happened to me. What are you going to gain? What are you going to gain? There were so many comments, including from the local church members who were very discouraging, and that happens. I said, I want to go to Bible college, and they said, well, hopeless people go there, <laughs> and all those things. That's the part of the thing as you grow. I don't know about other part, but in India it happens a lot. It happened with me. So this happens because cross appears to be very discouraging. 
That's the big hindrance if we can see it all. The worldly success-oriented outlook. That's what we see is everything failure under the shadow of the cross. So the message of the cross is completely misunderstood in such context. And I tell you, this is very real. It's a very common experience to go through this. So what do we do? People say Christianity is a very difficult religion to follow. And they tried to do that to me. They also said, in the very beginning itself, within, among the Christians itself, they talk about caste system, which caste you come from, and that's what you don't want to know when you are a Christian. You want them, you, your expectation for the Christians is higher. Their responses to your situation are higher. You expect encouragement, you expect them to say that, you know, we are with you, brother. No. At the cross, things are different. And I think the Lord has a purpose for us to go through that, and that is what I experienced in my life. And they said, you can't be a Christian today, it's so difficult. You cannot live your life according to the Holy Spirit. You have to compromise. That's what the culture says. That, that's what my culture said to me. You have to compromise. There is no way. But then, isn't it interesting that not all of us have been called for martyrdom? We're not all called to be martyrs. We are called to be teachers, pastors, preachers. That's a whole lot of things. We are not all called to die. We are not all called to suffer, like many who are doing. We're going through our friends all around the world. I'm scared of my own life. Last summer I went, I told Anita, if I don't come back, just finish the translation of the other book. <laughs> so, it could be, it's real. I, I did that and she's here. So, that could be real for you. For me, it's real. Because of the kind of commitment you can make to the Lord. So, be careful what kind of commitment you make. If you make a blood covenant, look at the cross. And where you find the comfort even for that. Because in Philippians, you read, Christ was humble and obedient, even to the point of death. Death on the cross. Now, that is again taken care, you see. For me, when he has died on my behalf, death does not disturb me at all. It does not, because that's not the end. Cross is not the end. There is so much there. There is so much beyond. So it doesn't become an obstacle anymore, hindrance anymore. Rather, the hindrance and obstacle of the cross and obedience of Christianity is translated into possibilities. That everything, I can do everything in Christ who gives me strength. I can leave everything, I can go anywhere, I can preach anything. Just before I came to Asbury, I had the opportunity to preach right at the temples. It's a big, huge statues of uh, the Hindu gods and goddesses. Right there I preached the gospel. I was scared afterwards. <laughs> so there is that grace that flows in the shadow of the cross. So you could do some weird things like Elijah and run away later on. But I want them to know this, that at the shadow of the cross, I want the Christians basically to know that at the shadow of the cross, obedience is possible. 
It's possible to make a difference. It's possible to fight because the victory is already won. But then the fourth thing, I come from um, shame-based culture. Uh, not many of us represent such culture. We have shame-based cultures, guilt-based cultures, and all those different types of cultures we represent. So my culture, there were double challenges. Uh, one was that the Christians did not have a good life. The moral life was bad. They were drinking, eating beef. Uh, cow eating is a dangerous thing in India. But then, you see, that was part of Christian life, and that had started the image and Someone who comes new to faith has to face all those things. You people eat this, you drink that, your women are like that. You go through that. And that's a shameful thing to be a follower of Jesus, to be a follower of cross. And that happens because death of God is unimaginable. That happens because resurrection is unknown in our culture. That happens because Transformation is unimaginable in our cultures. Many namesake Christians, not here, out there somewhere, they don't want to talk about cross because it is a shameful thing. It's weakness. It's hopelessness kind of thing. That's why they don't want to talk about it. My mission guru and our president, Dr. Tennant, he says that cross was a symbol of torture and shame, but it became a symbol of love and grace. 30 questions, page 40. Now, that's, that's amazing. Now, when I get back to the Bible, this is what it says. In Hebrews 12, 2, we read, Jesus endured the cross, scorning the shame. How powerful that is for me as a convert when I look at it, when my whole culture all of people, uh, they want to insult the Christians because of this, but there is someone who has already gone through that and worse than that. He didn't have to, but he went through. Now, there is power in that kind of an act. Paul, that's why Paul could say in Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God unto salvation. And how can I be ashamed of the power of God? That's the point. That's the point. Much of we do, the contemplation here, must enable us to be able to stand with that conviction that gospel is the power of God, irrespective of the loss that I will have to go through. The power of God enables us to get rid of every shame and humiliation and stand firm against the evil and the tricks of it to share the love of Christ to all people. That's what happens at the shadow of the cross. And in my case, following Christ or Christianity, it was difficult to convince people that Christianity is different or Christ is unique because of the context. There's a whole lot of challenge for your testimony there. What kind of a Christian I want to be so that my Lord is not put to shame. Final thought. The fifth point. So far I have said four things. One, cross represents curse or condemnation, but it also has commendation or blessing for you. Second thing I said, the cross 
represents rejection. It's a whole lot of thing that you lose, but that you also accept it in the family of God. So it becomes a blessing from rejection to acceptance. Thirdly, there is a whole lot of complaint about being Christian in the contemporary culture. A lot of talk about impossibilities and things like that. But the Bible says, the word of God says, it is possible even to be obedient till the point of death. And for the shame, every kind of shame that could be imagined, Christ has gone through that. It's not new for us believers and followers. It's not new. He has done it, so we can do it. The final thought is that cross is definitely a symbol of subjugation and salvation. Subjugation, exploitation, suffering, torture, murder, and name all the words that you can put in there. In India, Dalitization of people, categorizing them into high and low and no people categories. And that's where this word becomes relevant. So it's, it represents all this. You know what my religion has done? Let me tell you, then you will understand Hinduism more clearly. My religion had distorted my past with myth and exploited my present with caste system taking away all the possibilities of change and growth and restricted my future with ambiguity, offering me nothing but hopelessness. My religion has, now this is important, my religion had confused me with the idea of karma. Unfortunately, I see that growing on this side of the world. Idea of karma and deceived me with the practice of yoga. My religion and entangled me with tantra and samsara, the cycle of birth and rebirth and unending suffering for the things which I have no idea. That's what my religion gave to me, utter confusion. But then, it is in that context you come to search for someone who can change your life. Jesus comes in the dream and says to me, Punruthan or Jeevan Mayhum. Jo koi par vishwas karega, wo kabhi nahi marega. Does that make any sense? Doesn't make any sense. But I know what it means. I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me don't die. Hallelujah. That's the power of God. Those who believe, they have defeated death. And he says, I bring liberty to captives. My religion says something. It doesn't happen much. There is nothing much. But here he says, I give you life and life in abundance. Wonderful. Wonderful Lord. So Jesus translates my fear of death into joy of an everlasting life. And that's the whole thing. And what has happened? What has happened? It has happened all this thing, all this transformation, all this translation. This has happened at the shadow of the cross. God has revealed his love. God has revealed his love at the cross. Romans 5.8. He died for us because of his love for us to save us. Freedom from sin. John 8.36 
is again accomplished at the cross. Eternal life, John 3.16, is granted at the cross. Humanity is reconciled to Christ in his holiness at the cross. Hebrew 2.11. And when I say holiness, can you imagine John Wesley talking about holiness without cross? No. And we, as we stand in this tradition, the greatest thing I want to say here from the word of God is that this is what it says. Acts 4, verse 12. The greatest verse that came to my life. Gagan ke niche aur jami par koi aur naam nahi yeshu hai. Jagat ka satcha taran hara rityanjay masi yeshu hai. That's my poem. Did you make, did, does that make any sense? No. For there is no other name. For there is no other name than the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by which one can be saved. And that is salvation. It's in no one else. Not in the 33 million. I don't know all of them, but many of them I have tried to follow. I was with the Vivekananda with his thoughts, growing to be a staunch Hindu to proclaim Advaita Vedanta. And last week I was presenting a paper on Advaita Vedanta. Shankaracharya does not confuse me. Vivekananda does not confuse me. Why these things are able to bewitch us on this side of the world? Why are we losing our heritage in some of those things? Thomas Kempis, one of the great authors, always inspiring, says, in the cross is salvation. In the cross is life. In the cross is protection against our enemies. In the cross is infusion of heavenly sweetness. In the cross is strength of mind. In the cross is joy of spirit. In the cross is excellence of virtue. In the cross is perfection of holiness. There is no salvation of soul, nor hope of eternal life, save in the cross. Let me conclude by saying this, that out there, fighting with demons, spirits of sickness and ailment, and all those struggles that you have in the mission field, Dr. Simonson all will know about India and happens much out there. What do you do in the context of spiritual warfare? What is your refuse? In which shadow do you hide? I hide in the shadow of the cross. I come from a family which practiced human sacrifice. I come from that family. I come with a lot of curse behind me because of not only my practice, but because of the practices of my forefathers. And the sins of generation from generation continues. Praise God for the cross of Christ where all these things are settled. Or I won't be able to proclaim the good news because I would be a curse. But thank God, things have changed. So here is the thing. Here is the thing. Today our culture is constantly distracting us from the power of cross. Our culture today, everywhere, by alluring us with the false attractions of security, health and wealth. Mind these words, my friends. And we have come to a point where we say, Lord, I want to partake in your body and blood, but... 
I want them gluten-free. That's where we are. The cross loses the whole meaning right there, my friends. The testimony changes. When the culture dominates our mind and Bible loses the place and the meaning of the cross does not make any sense to us that it is taken care. It is taken care. How? In the journey of faith, I have learned this and with this I'll stop. In the journey of faith, I have learned this, that it is not the length of my life that will qualify my existence. It's not the length, it's not the long years of my life that will qualify my existence, but it is the quality of my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The quality of my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ which will glorify my Lord and this will happen at the shadow of the cross. I'll be able to face death and threats of death and everything that comes against the power of God under the shadow of the cross. But if the pity pity things here and there, the, if they distract me, the food things, this thing, I'm telling you, and there are a whole lot of things I'm not mentioning. The Halloween thing and all those. Let's be careful. How are we doing today? Is there any curse or condemnation in our life? Is there a pain? Is there a... Con Complain. Is there any rejection? Is there, is there any issue of disobedience? Is there any bondage that you could remember? What is it? Everything that you fear. If there is any yes for one of these things, let's bring them to the cross of Christ. Would you do that with me this morning? Would you like to stand? I'll offer a one-word prayer for all who close your eyes with me and look up to the Lord for His grace. John Piper says, as we have closed our eyes, I'm reading this one. John Piper says, life is wasted if we do not grasp the glory of cross. Life is wasted if we do not understand the mystery of cross, my friends. Great Indian Christian Sadhu Sundar Singh said, lift up the cross and it will lift up you to the Christ, our Savior. Lord, I thank you for each of my friends here brothers and sisters who are sitting, listening to your word, to your story. We together join in coming to the shadow of the cross and bringing everything that challenges us, troubles us to believe in you. Help us to rely more on you than the things around. Help us to trust you, help us to believe in you because faith takes care of everything. The faith in the cross of Christ. Thank you, Lord. Help us as we carry our crosses. In Jesus' name.